Looks like we're finally going to get a resolution to the Caleb Williams saga. Another Williams might be following him in the transfer portal. Not this Williams. We got some college football playoff takeaways and a big Oklahoma Sooners win over Iowa State over the weekend. All that and more on today's episode of Locked On Sooners. Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Sooners Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Sooners Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for joining me. My name is John Williams, and today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc. The premium smart soundbar for TVs, movies, games, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners Podcast. You can also follow the show on YouTube and interact with the show as well. Leave comments, leave replies, leave questions uh, for Locked On Sooners over there on YouTube as well. Make sure you subscribe to the show and hit the notification bell to let you know when a new episode drops. So, Caleb Williams, he entered the transfer portal after the bowl game, and now it looks like he's going to USC. <sighs> now I got to I gotta eat some crow. All the USC fans that have been in the comments section over on YouTube for the last month have been telling me that Caleb Williams is going to be going to USC, and you were right. And it started over the weekend where on threes, We Are USC began to report that Caleb Williams was in town uh, for a visit with UCLA and USC. He ended up going to an L.A. Rams game. Uh, according to reports, he was at a Lakers game as well. And on Monday, all the crystal ball projections from 247 Sports started turning toward Caleb Williams. And so it seems like it's an inevitable announcement at this point. It's just not yet official that Caleb Williams will go join the USC Trojans and former head coach at Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley. And dang that's not what I expected to happen, obviously. Uh, it's not what I hoped would happen, definitely. But it is what is happening. And, you know, I don't, blame, I don't blame Caleb Williams one bit. I really don't. This is the system that college football is in where coaches kind of leave at the drop of a hat. And players, they commit to coaches. As much as we want to think that players are committing to universities – there are some that they just want to play for Oklahoma. They don't care who's there. They want to play for Texas. They want to play for Notre Dame. They want to play for the school. And a lot for a large amount of these players, they want to play for a coach. And for better or worse, Caleb Williams wanted to play for Lincoln Riley. It was great for Oklahoma when Lincoln Riley was still there. But now that Lincoln Riley's gone, it seemed like the natural move, the natural progression that he would follow him. I didn't want to believe that. And sometimes it's because it's the thing that's the most obvious. You don't want to, you don't want to follow. Um, but a lot of times the simplest answer is the right one. And the simplest answer was that always that Caleb Williams was going to go to USC and follow Lincoln Riley there. He wanted to play for Lincoln Riley. He wanted to play for a, a college football coach that could help him get to the NFL. And whether or not you agree that Lincoln Riley had much to do with Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Jalen Hurts progression and their presence in the NFL as starting quarterbacks. It, he at least has the propaganda that he can say he helped these guys get to the NFL, whether how accurate it is, it is or not. That's I think something we can discuss for another episode, 
because I do think that he has some, some there is some merit there that Lincoln Riley helped those guys. But again, there's there's a lot of details we can talk about with that, and maybe we'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode. But Caleb Williams sees three starting quarterbacks in the NFL, two of them going to the NFL playoffs in Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. And Baker Mayfield would have likely gotten the Cleveland Browns to the NFL playoffs had he not gotten injured and played most of the season with a shoulder injury. And so he sees the success and he sees what's possible for him. And while Jeff Levy did a great job with Matt Corral and with Dylan Gabriel when he was at UCF, it's still a bit of an unknown. Like, could Jeff Levy also have gotten him to the NFL? Probably. If Caleb Williams is as talented as he thinks he is and as we think he is, then it shouldn't have mattered who the offensive coordinator was. At the same time, there's a relationship with Lincoln Riley. There's the evidence that Lincoln Riley can use to support his ability to get players into the NFL. And, and there's the, the kind of the, the initial desire. If what brought Caleb Williams to Oklahoma was Lincoln Riley, that wasn't going to change just because Lincoln Riley left. Like if you kind of search your heart, heart of hearts, if that's the thing that took you to Norman and that thing in Norman is gone, then what's going to keep you in Norman and why wouldn't you go to USC? So it's, it's unfortunate. It's a bummer. Like of all the places that he could have gone, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday of all the places he could have gone. This is the place that we didn't want him to go. And that's just us being petty. We don't want good things for Lincoln Riley, but it is what it is. Um, and we're, we're going to get over it eventually. And, you know, um, people are telling us, people tell Oklahoma fans, hey, it's been seven weeks. You should get over it by now. At the same time, like every time that another kid leaves in the transfer portal or a player decommits, it kind of reopens a fresh wound, right? Like it's not just that Lincoln Riley left seven weeks ago. It's that he left. Most people kind of coped with it, dealt with it. Oh, now some of his, some of these players are leaving to go play with him too. That just kind of continues to open the, up those fresh wounds a little bit. And I mean, everything that that's happened, whether it's on the recruiting trail through the transfer portal, uh, even some NFL draft declarations, a lot. Of, I mean, it's it's that trickle effect, that domino effect of Lincoln Riley leaving. Now, I do believe that Oklahoma is going to be fine, and maybe in the long run they might be better off with a guy like. Brent Venables, who has the track record of building defenses that can compete with the SEC, has a track record of recruiting and winning against the SEC in hotbeds like Florida and in the Southeast. In the long run, I think they'll be fine. And I think that there is a reason to be optimistic about 2022 as well. I know on my Thursday episode, I was kind of casting some doubt and casting a little bit of a shadow on this the future of the program. And that wasn't me to say, like, I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think they'll be fine. That was me saying they've got things that they have to answer this offseason. They've got questions they've got to answer. They've got they lost a ton of players, whether it was the transfer portal or to the NFL draft, that they have to answer for. And, that, and they will. And they already have. Like, they, they, as soon as Caleb Williams entered the transfer portal, they had Dylan Gabriel. Mario Williams into the transfer portal. They're already out there offering, you know, they, they got to offer out to a Louisiana wide receiver who is a big player has had some success at the college football level. And if they're able to bring him in, then that gives them a little bit of insurance. They've got a good, they've got a good foundation for a team. It's just, and they've got a lot of good young players too, that are going to be able to step into roles and show, can they kind of take the next step and be the next elite players for Oklahoma? Can they be the leaders 
both offensively and defensively for the Oklahoma Sooners. Getting a guy like Braden Willis back helps with the loss of Austin Stogner and Jeremiah Hall. Uh, getting if Jaleel Farouk stays, that that's going to help mitigate the loss of Mario Williams and Michael Woods and Jaden Hazelwood. Having Theo Weiss return helps mitigate those losses as well. And you still got other young players like Trayvon West and Drake Stoops. And I mean, this is still a talented team. Don't get me wrong. It's just hard for me to, to look at the losses of like a Nick Bonito and a Perrion Winfrey and then just automatically assume that they're going to be able to easily replace that production and pr- replace that talent. Are guys like Ethan Downs really good? Absolutely. We like this guy, uh, Jonah Laulu from uh, Hawaii. He could be a really good replacement for Perrion Winfrey, Isaiah Thomas. They will be fine. They will be good in 2022. At the same time, it's hard to not look at the losses and, and think, okay, we got we just have some work to do. We have some questions to answer. And that's that's for every college football team. I even preface that in my in my video on Thursday that it's it's true for every college football team that they have turnover. And so these are just the questions they have to answer. I love where I love the direction they're heading in. I feel okay about it. They just have some things they have to figure out. Again, I'm excited about the Dylan Gabriel era. And we've got another quarterback to talk about in the next segment that might also change the game and change the uh, landscape of college football as well if they're able to land him. Uh, But first, I want to talk to you about GetUpside. This is an incredible opportunity for everyone who downloads the app and everybody that buys gas needs to know about. That's GetUpside. My listeners are making up to $0.25 for every gallon of gas every time they fill out. Just download the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play Store right now. Use promo code SCORE and you can get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to $0.50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code SCORE to get up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank and up to $0.25 per gallon after that. That's promo code SCORE for GetUpside. I also want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat. 100% 100% covered in chocolate, and it tastes great, and it's great for you. Anywhere from you know 15 to 18 grams of protein, 4 or 5 grams of sugar, and it's low-calorie, low-carb, and it's great. I love it. I just got my, my recent order in. I had a, a peanut butter brownie one for breakfast this morning, and it was fantastic. It always hits the right spot for me. It provides a great, a great snack and a great breakfast. And it's just going to help me. I'm trying to you know get healthier again. After the holidays, my, my eating habits just kind of went sideways and I just ate everything in sight. Um, and so now I'm just trying to get back into making some healthier choices and, and built bar is part of that for me as if I eat it every morning for breakfast, I eat it for a snack in the afternoon. If I'm needing some extra calories to get through the, my work day. And so go to built.com, use promo code locked 15 to get 15% off your next order over at built.com. So now let's talk about some more co- uh, quarterbacking news because there's always news about quarterbacks for Oklahoma because Oklahoma's had such great success at helping quarterbacks get to the NFL level, providing a platform for them to contend for the Heisman. You go back to Josh Heupel's days with Oklahoma and 
you know, he transferred in and then you had Jason White after that, who was considering Miami and then came to Oklahoma. Uh, even a guy like Rhett Bomar, who was a highly recruited quarterback, even though he didn't, you know, it didn't work out for Oklahoma in the long run. Uh, you know, that was a, a guy that they were able to land Sam Bradford after him, uh, Landry Jones. And I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on and on over the last 20 years of quarterbacks that they've had a lot of success with. And despite Caleb Spencer Rattler transferring, Caleb Williams transferring, the Oklahoma Sooners are still in the market for big-time quarterbacks. They got four-star Nick Evers, uh, part of the 2022 class. And according to 247 Sports Timeline on Arch Manning, the Oklahoma Sooners have put in an offer on Arch Manning. Now, he's got a relationship with Jeff Levy. The Manning family does as well uh, from Levy's time at Ole Miss when he was recruiting Manning to go there. So they're just kind of picking up where they left off. And that's an exciting development. Now, will he commit to Oklahoma? I mean, who knows? Like, this is a kid. He's the number one quarterback in the class, the number one player in the 2023 class. He could go anywhere. I mean, he's going to have his choice of where he wants to go. Does Oklahoma provide him a great place to play? Absolutely. Is Oklahoma going to be able to provide him with great skill players? Sure. It's just a matter of what is he looking for, which coach fits him best. I mean, now they're going to be able to look at Oklahoma and be like, hey, there's going to be some longevity there. There's no sense that uh, Oklahoma is going to be leaving. And so it's just it's just interesting whether or not they actually get in on on Arch Manning or get an official visit or get a commitment from him. That'll be that'll be something we discuss as kind of the next year goes unfolds uh, towards early signing day and, and next year's national signing day. But just to be in the in the hunt will be really fascinating. And I'm I'm curious to see how this is going to play out, because this is if they're able to land Arch Manning, that'd be a huge coup for Brent Venables and Jeff Levy as it uh, pertains to Oklahoma's future. Uh, the college football playoff championship game in it. It was fantastic. I know it was kind of a defensive slugfest early in the game in the first half. It was 9-6. Alabama was in the lead. It was a field goal game and a game where you should never trust kickers. Uh, it was the kickers that were standing out early in that one. Uh, but Georgia came on strong late. They scored 27 points in the second half, 20 in the fourth quarter. And just a few things I want to take away from that are you don't have to have a great quarterback to win in college football as long as you have something great with it. Uh, we've seen Alabama in the past with like the A.J. McCarrens able to win national championships with uh, a great run game and a great defense. Georgia, you know, with Stetson Bennett, he's, he was a solid quarterback for them this year, but he wasn't one of the best quarterbacks in college football. But because their defense was so good and their running game was so good that they were able to win this one. Now, he played well in the second half of that game. He helped Georgia win that game. Um, but what stands out the most of that win in that win is that Georgia's defense held Alabama in check. They really, really rebounded from that SEC championship game loss and put on a great performance against the Bulldog or against uh, the Crimson Tide in the national championship game. And that's what Brent Venables is trying to build toward is that kind of a defense, a smothering defense that can help keep you in games, even when you're playing a really good defense for everything that went well, you know, during the Lincoln Riley era, the college football playoff appearances, even the last one of the Bob Stoops uh, against Clemson, their defense really struggled to play a full 60 minute game and keep them in games. You look at the Clemson game. It was a close game in the first half. Clemson broke it open in the second half. You look at the Georgia game, Oklahoma had a lead. Lincoln Riley's conservative play calling in the second half kind of allowed Georgia to chip away, and get back into the game. And the defense wasn't able to hold up down the stretch. 
uh, you, the Alabama playoff game, Alabama jumped on them early, jumped on them quick. And Kyler Murray and the Sooners were having to play catch up the rest of the way. And then in the, the LSU game, it wasn't even close. There was nothing close about that football game. And, and a lot of it was because Oklahoma's defense just couldn't hang with LSU, not even a little bit. And that's, that's one of the things that Oklahoma has to fix and will fix under Brent Venables is having a defense that's able to contend with the best of the SEC, both on the field and in the recruiting realm. But most importantly, on the field, just having a defense that's going to be able to go into games against SEC competition, whether it's the playoffs or whenever they make their move to the SEC, they're going to have to have a defense that can hold a team like Georgia, Alabama, an Ole Miss, uh, at times a Texas A&M. Like these teams that are going to have really good offenses, your defense is going to have to be able to hang in there because sometimes your offense just doesn't have it. Like it takes them a bit to get going and you need your defense to be able to step up and make plays for you to keep you in the football game. If they don't have a defense that's capable of doing that or like that, then it'll be a struggle, but I'm fully optimistic and I have a lot of belief that Brent Venables is going to be able to do just that for the Oklahoma Sooners. He's going to be able to get really good, strong interior defensive line play, good edge play, good corner play, uh, good linebacker play and keep Oklahoma competitive in every game um, even if it's against the best because they're going to have a really really good defense it's going to be able to slow down uh, the high octane offenses of the SEC the other thing that really kind of hit me from last night's game is just the importance of having good wide receiver depth you know the Oklahoma Sooners had it this year I think one thing that they they maybe struggled is that they didn't necessarily have like a hierarchy in that depth um and, and that's kind of what hurt Alabama in this one. Like, you know, they lost Mechie in the SEC championship game. They lost Jamison Williams early, uh, Williamson early in this game as well. Um, sorry, Jamison Williams early in this game as well. And that hurt. Like Bryce Young didn't have a go-to guy that he could rely on. Um, Oklahoma had several guys that, that they could rely on, but there was just not a lot of consistency, I think, because of the rotation that they were using. Because they had maybe too much depth, but – I mean, you got to have depth. You got to have guys that can make plays, but you also need a bit of a hierarchy of who's going to play. Um, and, and that's kind of the other thing that hit home because when Williams went down, they didn't really have another option that they can go to consistently. And Bryce Young just he just didn't have the ability to make enough plays um, because that Georgia defense was so good. They they took away everything that Alabama wanted to do in the passing game. Uh, looked like their running game was starting to get going a little bit, but then the Bulldogs were able to shut that down as well. So, you know, defense still wins championships. You know, a lot of a lot of emphasis has been placed on offensive football all over the last around you know, ten years or so, but it's it's defense that still really really makes a big difference, and uh, it's a it's hard to replicate great defense year in and year out unless you're an elite defensive mind like Kirby Smart, like Nick Saban, like Brent Venables. And so that's going to give Oklahoma a great opportunity to reach kind of the upper echelon of college football teams and contend for national titles because Brent Venables is going to be able to replicate elite defense year in and year out. All right, coming up next, we've got some more Oklahoma news and notes to talk about, including an Iowa, a big win over Iowa State over the weekend in college basketball. Uh, but first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. 
Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports wagering action in 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 year. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online is where the game starts. All right, now the Oklahoma Sooners got a big win over the previously number eleven Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, and first of all, Iowa State man—they've really made a tremendous turnaround. They're kind of the Baylor of Big Twelve basketball this year. Like, or not? Not Baylor. They are the Baylor. Sorry, they are the Big 12 basketball, what Baylor was to college football this year. You know, they Iowa State was terrible in the 2020-21 season, and they really turned it around. They're going to be one of the, the better teams in Big 12 play this year. And Oklahoma got a big bounce-back win after their loss to Baylor earlier in the week. Um, and in this game, it was really interesting. You know, Oklahoma was down 11 points uh, in the second half. You know, it's still – 15 minutes to play or so in the second half when Oklahoma's down 11, uh, but made a really strong comeback, uh, great defensive effort from the Oklahoma Sooners, and got great bench play as well. But it was you know Tana Groves, Emoja Gibson, who really kind of set the stage for the comeback and helped Oklahoma win this game. Emoja Gibson, he really has turned his game around. You know, last year he was kind of more of a three-point specialist a little bit, you know, the, the jump shooter. Uh, but this year he's starting to – attack the basket a lot more and be the guy that can get into the lane and finish, which is something that they need as good of a shooting team as they are that you have to be able to get to the basket and finish. You have to be able to move the ball, get to the basket and kick it out. And I think that's going to be huge for his game. Still a really, really good defender. Um, and then Tanner Groves, he's just that energy, man. Everybody feeds off of him. The crowd feeds off of him. The team feeds off of him. And he just makes all the effort plays like he's an inside presence that you can score with and get easy buckets from the, from the paint. Um, he's a guy that's going to be a threat to shoot the three, but also just defensively, he he's the energy that he provides defensively is something that everybody can feed off of. And then you look at a guy like, you know, brother Jacob Groves, you know, coming off the bench, getting some really easy buckets because of Bajan Cortez, who had five assists leading the team off the bench. This is just a really, really nice team that Porter Mosier has assembled and starting to mesh really, really well. You, you look at guys like Elijah Harkless, who, you know, maybe the third scorer on the team had a really nice day as well. And he always provides really good defensive effort. And just to get back to Tanner Gross for a second, like this is a guy that I feel like everybody hoped Brady Manick would be, but it was never really that guy. Like he wasn't that guy on the floor, you know, didn't play with the same amount of like passion and energy. He kind of like, I don't know. It's kind of sleepy. If that makes sense. Like he just didn't really um, have the fire in him. Uh, but Tanner Gross has got that and he's got it in spades. And, and it's just kind of, you need somebody on your team that plays with that kind of emotion. Like even though Elijah Harkless is kind of a physical defensive player, he's kind of like the same guy, like all the time. Um, you know, he doesn't get too up, doesn't get too down, but uh, Tanner Gross, like he, he's going to help lead Oklahoma uh, because of just his energy on the floor. And so they get a big win on uh, on Saturday afternoon and it sets up another you know top 15 matchup or top 20 matchup against Texas coming up this week which will just be another opportunity for them to prove to the voters that they belong in the top 25 because as of yet this uh, three loss Oklahoma Sooners team with three top 15 wins under their belt has yet to crack into the top five or top 25 in either the AP or the USA Today coaches poll 
And as some, you know, they, they keep winning and it's not going to matter. They'll eventually get into the polls. And I mean, they're going to be a team that's going to be playing in the tournament. You look at this team right now and they're, they're just too good to not make hay in the big 12 uh, conference in the big 12 tournament. And in, and, and so they'll make the NCAA tournament. They're just a, they're a good team. And I think they're going to have uh, a lot more wins and bigger wins uh, as the season goes along on the gymnastics front, the Oklahoma uh, women's gymnastics team, got a big win. Number two, currently in the country, got a big win over number six, Alabama and go back and watch some of those highlights. Cause the girls had some great uh, performances, especially in the fall where they had back to back 10.0 uh, scores. Uh, so big shout out to them as well for, for the big win. Uh, also coming up make it in the spring, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about club sports as well, because I, so if you don't, if you've been listening to the show, if you haven't been listening to the show for very long, I played lacrosse in college. I love lacrosse, played lac- club lacrosse. Um, and it's such a great sport. I love it. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite sports to play and watch growing up. And uh, so Oklahoma men's club lacrosse team will be opening the season against uh, Arkansas and Tulsa uh, in February. And, and we're going to talk with uh, somebody from the Oklahoma men's lacrosse team uh, about that at some point over the next few weeks. But uh, just a lot of fun things like also roller hockey is doing really, or sorry, not roller hockey. Ice hockey is doing really, really well right now too. Just again, a lot of fun things happening with the university of Oklahoma, despite everything that's happened over the last six, seven weeks. Um, this is a team that has a lot to uh, look forward to our school. that has a lot to look forward to on all kinds of fronts. The women's basketball team just made it into the top 25 um, after another big win. And it's a team that's going to continue to get better as well. And, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with because they're one of the best offensive teams in the country. Um, so yeah, just a lot of, a lot of great things. And Oklahoma softball starts up in a month. So we'll, we'll try and keep you updated on that as well uh, here on lockdown Sooners. but we'll on tomorrow's episode, we'll dig into more about kind of my thoughts about Lincoln Riley, just kind of shutting down his time at Oklahoma I'll talk more about um, just reaction to Mario Williams and Caleb Williams news. And we'll, we'll get into more of what Oklahoma needs to do uh, this off season um, to, to get back into the big 12 title picture. Uh, but that's going to do it for today's episode of locked on Sooners. Again, thank you so much for making locked on Sooners your first listen to every single day. Go subscribe to the show, wherever you get your podcasts We're free and available on all podcast platforms and go check it out on YouTube as well. Locked on Sooners subscribe there hit the notification bell and hit the like button let me know what you think about the show as well and uh, i'm looking forward to interacting with you usc fans and letting you know that you're right but for myself i'm john williams until tomorrow boomer sooner 